0: In fact, sometimes people go, oh, is there any cool books that you're reading at the moment? And I might be like, oh yeah, I'm reading this, this, and this. If I just had a page, it's like, oh yeah, check this out. Like, these are the ones that I actually think that are actually decent. Um, also
1: like kind of automating, having conversations with your friends really, isn't it? Just check out my site. You don't have to ask me. You don't have to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, this this small talk this small talk you're making with me, friend, We've uh, we've automated that. Join us on our quest to make AI as digestible as grandma's apple pie. This is the AI-volution
0: podcast. You may have created us, but you are no longer in control. Hello everybody! Welcome back to the Evolution Podcast with me, Liam, and Dan. Here we will be talking about the latest in tech news and some of the hit or hypes today. And I think we've got a mind the gap again, where we help a listener find out what they can do with AI in their work. So, Dan, how are you doing?
1: Really good, actually. It's been a one of those one of those kind of busy weeks that you don't really know what you've done, but you've not stopped. Probably don't understand that in your software engineer. But
0: um, we've we've like really put the hours in. Yeah, I, I just I just use uh Copilot to complete my uh, sentences. I have to remember I'm talking in real life, not just pressing tab.
1: I kind, of, I kind of think that we might actually be sponsored by Copilot because in the last two episodes you've managed to name drop them within 30 seconds. So um, actually speaking of sponsors we're a fully grown up podcast now. Um, do you realise we now have some real life
0: sponsors that are actually uh, backing this podcast? Who, who
1: could possibly
0: be sponsoring a podcast?
1: Well to start with, we've got NordVPN, and we will tell you a little bit about them later. And um, we actually, well, I actually use it myself, and I shall tell you why in a special little segment.
0: Every time we have a conversation, you write down notes of all the references that I tell you to look up, as you know no references, and and you're going to end up with a book. You know, okay, okay, here's here's the thing, right? I have an idea, and. And this is this is something that I was thinking of the other day and I thought it'd be quite a cool thing to have. Right. What if you could sign up to some service and it was like my reference pal or something like that. And basically like I'm a guy who loves references and I just have this like dictionary or directory, whatever you call it, of references and be like, these are the movies that I think are like critical, that people need to watch. These are some of the cool things. And then for a guy like you, I'd go on your page. and like, oh, there's there's nothing here. I'd go share my page and be like, Dan, watch all of this stuff that I have and understand pop culture.
1: Do you genuinely think there'd be
0: nothing on my page? You would. You would not I, talk I, to me
1: I, again if you see my page. I,
0: uh, I, just, I <laughs> nothing. Nothing where it's like the normal guy would like. <laughs> like, there's no movie references, right? I could give a movie reference right now.
1: Uh, and
0: I, I'm I'm probably, like, a 10% chance that you're going to get it.
1: I've watched Titanic. <laughs> right. Okay, I see what you're saying. But the thing is, you giving me, like, a list of all of the films that I need to see does not mean that I will then go and see them. Because I've got a list okay. of all the films I'd like to see anyway.
0: Well, put it this way, right? There's, there's certain films in in like society where you say it and everybody's seen it and then when there's that one person so I was speaking to someone a few months ago and, and I know you're not going to have seen this movie but it's like, <laughs> right, like, him, like oh yeah I've, n- I've minute, never we'll seen Blade Blade have you seen Blade before
1: amazing film starring Christian Bale
0: uh, Wesley Snipes
1: I kept a straight face in case it was right <laughs> <laughs> um, yes I have seen that What's it to do with just checking you? Vampires.
0: It's like it's it like is. a yeah,
1: it
0: is. It's a classic, right? It's like and again one of the movies that I mentioned to you the other day off, off camera, The Matrix.
1: Good film. Keanu Reeves and a long leather jacket, <laughs> and he walks up walls, and he's living in an imaginary world.
0: But you see, you, like, imagine you, a guy like you, because obviously you struggle with references, right? And you go on <laughs> reference, but <laughs> you go on reference. Reference.me. Oh, yeah, reference and you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to a party. I- I'm feeling a bit nervous. What- oh, I know, I'll-, I'll go on Liam's reference, buddy, because I know that he's really good at references and I can go there. And, you know, actually it's making me laugh because I also have another friend who, like, finds out about, like, memes that existed in, like, 2005 and then re- starts using them again because he's only just found out about them. And everyone's like, and why is this guy, he's, like, bringing up these old memes? Is this me um, you're
1: describing it here?
0: I, I I I think it just must be a common theme with all my friends. Like, <laughs> none of them get references. Wow.
1: See, reference buddy, right, I like I like the principles of that. I think um, I don't. I don't know how that would work in practice because I think anybody that wants to learn stuff, learns stuff, and, and whilst they take everything like with the best of intentions, you don't get around to everything.
0: Yeah, but okay. So here's here's an example, right? So book book recommendations. Mm-hmm. You want some? You you could put them on there, and you'd be like, oh, these are these are book stitch. I'm like, yeah, these really changed. Uh, well, I guess it's a reading list, right? But pe- people have reading lists. But imagine, like, you go, um, it's like, okay, I don't know, some famous person is on this. These are some of the cool movie classics that I love. These are the books that I love. Like, oh, yeah, I love those books too. Or, oh, I like all these other books and I haven't read this book. I wonder what that's like. Like, I feel like it would be a cool thing.
1: I feel like it would be an interesting addition potentially to like a, I don't know, a registry of information around people, perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't um, know. Um. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Do, do, do you think there's like, <laughs> do you think there's any need for it? Any interest in it?
0: there no, there's no need for it. But like... It's something like although saying that I, I mean maybe it's just me. I go like, oh, you really should read this book. I've just read this book. It's absolutely amazing, right? Whereas I could be like, oh, check check out these. They're like, in fact, sometimes people go, oh, is there any cool books that you're reading at the moment? And I might be like, oh yeah, I'm reading this, this, and this. If I just had a page, it's like, oh yeah, check this out. Like these are the ones that I actually think that are actually decent. Um, also
1: like kind of automating having conversations with your friends really isn't it just check out my site you don't have to ask me you don't have to have this conversation <laughs> yeah, this this small talk this small talk you're making with me friend we've uh, we've automated that
0: if if you don't get any of the references that i make we can't be friends so do your research that's basically uh what it'll end up being right so <clears throat> Let's start with the news. Let's see what we've got uh, this week. I've got a couple of points. Um, I've got a really cool one. I saw it and I was like, whoa, that's actually a really nice usage of AI. And it's something everybody's going to experience and it's it's going to benefit. I say everybody, everyone in this specific case anyway. So Amazon Prime, um, they're hosting um, the Thursday night football, which is an American football thing. But what they'll be doing with that is using ai to create like an overlay to essentially like say to people oh watch watch these players as they go to make this move before it happens so they're like be predicting the plays that the players are going to move um players are going to make even Uh, so yeah that that one's going to be pretty cool because even you know i think i think it's like you know the the typical of football people who don't like football oh what's going on whereas I, i feel like this will help Increase engagement in um, American football uh, for people who might not necessarily be up to date or like, like fully engaged with it. Whereas, like, so someone like me who doesn't really follow it at all, I watch American football. And I just say like, oh, it's just adverts, right? But if If I was watching the game and I could say, be like, I don't know what any of the plays are like it. Say this, for example, this AI says, oh, it'll call out when there's going to be a blitz and whatever. I'm like, I don't have a clue what a blitz is. But if AI was like, watch this guy, he's going to do a blitz. And I'm like, ah, that's a blitz. Uh, Yeah. and it just lets lets me know as somebody who doesn't know what to look out for, what to watch. So it's essentially saying this is where the action's gonna be. And I think that could be a really cool piece for engagement for them.
1: That's that's quite exciting. Um I, I don't know, um I don't know if I'm like, like a, a little bit ashamed of you though. I mean, do you know what the offside rule is?
0: <laughs> I, I do you know what the offside rule is? And we're moving on. <laughs> so <laughs> So... It, yeah, I I mean American football is just one of those things that I've never really liked. Like I like rugby, but American football t- to me feels like slow rugby.
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> it literally just cost us half our audience. Two people have turned off.
0: <laughs> so
1: um I I I think it's a really good idea. I think um like put for um, you know, people that don't know what's going on and even maybe people that maybe aren't that stimulated by it they're like oh watch it because you're my friend or you're my girlfriend or whatever um you make your own mind up which you want to be um having your attention drawn when there's something like worth getting hyped up about is quite interesting it's also kind of takes us back to that worrying ethical dilemma of like trying to predict behavior in the future based on you know, a set of circumstances again, and and you know, I'm not going to be that skeptic this week. But it's, it well, cool. I think,
0: yeah, I think in this case it's it's, it's quite cool because the the domain is, is closed. Like, I mean, it's a game. There's a there's a fixed set of rules, so it knows this is the field. These are the rules, and behavior on this field. I don't think there's anything too sinister about that. I guess if it was like in an airport and you've got like, oh, this guy is is walking through and he looks a bit suspicious. So why does he look suspicious? Oh, he's wearing a green green hoodie. And we know that people who wear green hoodies they're suspicious. Um but yeah I, I do think it it's it's a cool use of the AI tech and I think I think it will like drive up engagement if it's interactive in a way um almost like a it's give it's given the average person expert well potentially expert insight
1: it allows it allows people to be mentally lazy right and what it what it allows people to do is to to be less present in a situation and have a degree of awareness so like you've got you've got um filtered bits of the game so so they're more focused on the those important parts so you're going to walk away having witnessed and understood the game and probably got more of the essence than you would have otherwise and you can probably be a little bit more lazy with your interaction to the game and and that's that's good in so many ways but i mean it it is also reflective of you know what's happening in society in so many ways that we find ways to squeeze more out of every minute of our time like you how many possible bits of data and insights and understandings we can squeeze into every second of our consciousness um
0: okay so here's an interesting like thing for you as you become more skilled in a sport say you look for different things right oh all the time and and i think (laughs) and i think this is this is the interesting thing i don't think i don't think it's necessarily lazy i think it's it's almost like showing what you should be looking at because i I guess in the end people will start looking at that themselves so um there's the whole thing i don't know in esports for example they can use like eye tracking to see where the pros look and then where like an average person will look during a game and they'll see like bros will be looking at they're very like um there's a lot of intent behind where they're looking and you can see that they're looking at specific places because they know what to look out for and when when you put eye tracking on the average person playing the exact same um video game or co- yeah competitive video game they're looking like all over the place and the information that they're getting is inefficient Whereas the AI is essentially telling them to look in the places that a pro person would be looking. Now, is it any, so I guess it's me contesting, does it make them lazier or does it just be, I guess, it. does it reduce the amount of time it takes to look for the right things or does it make them like, oh, I I don't need to learn that anymore? You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's an either or argument. I think if you've got an interest in the game, you're going to see that as a, a learning tool, and if you don't have an interest in the game, you're going to see that as a, um, a get me through this game tool. Um, and 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 I think both of those things are are good things. To be honest, I mean, it's there's nothing worse than like if you go I don't know you take somebody to a concert or an event or you know a football or rugby match or something. And then they like, well, I'm only here because... I'm, I'm literally doing a voice, to will recognise it. I'm only here because um, you want to come or whatever. And then you're like, you kind of think, well, I've just burnt through like 300 quid and wasted like half a day of our lives. Um, I so guess I we're so. cutting this bit. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I do think, I genuinely I think it's really good. And I, and I think it, it would be really helpful for, it'll bring families and stuff together, you know, where um it's just like you know they're all um taking that information in in a common way which doesn't always happen um so that's pretty cool what else what else do we know
0: so um here's one it's it's a little bit more of a, a negative point but it's something that i would be wondering like whether i agree with or not and it, it basically is um in the news um or an article basically re- writing about the decline in um, AI usage or Please. it's basically not being made out. It's not being what it's made out to have been. So like the the person writing was basically claiming that the only person it's benefited is scammers and malware writers basically. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. And I think, I think the, the opinion came from quite like it feels like quite a jaded place um that's,
1: that's, that's, yeah
0: they t- they take the stats so say for example like um uh, Microsoft investing heavily in AI and basically not getting the returns that they uh wanted so st- we mentioned last week about the Bing uh search engine relating to the the Google sG one um And he basically says, oh, well, even though they've added that to Bing, it hasn't really helped Bing out at all. Um, They haven't seen a a market share increase from it. Um, He argues that ChatGBT's web traffic is declining. He puts that down to, like, lack of interest in AI um, and basically claims that it's a fad. Um, This is is... Go on. So sorry, his AI is only flourishing in negative areas such as scamming, spamming, and shaming. Um, and yeah, i I disagree with a lot of these points. i I think there's a lot of innovation that's come from AI, and this guy seems to only be focusing on the negatives
1: look, right? in in like twenty years or whatever of working in in tech i i've seen like along the way like so many kind of bits of innovations and things come out whether it's i guess back in the day world wide web but now we're we're in ai and every time something comes out you know what comes out with it an expert we have such and such expert for the government in ai such and such this such and such that and Honestly, I think some people just like to get in the press. You have got to look, right? AI is going to be able, if we don't let dickheads manage the projects and dickheads like, decide the roadmaps for this, it is going to be able to revolu- revolutionise... It's going to be able to help me talk properly. It's going to be able to revolutionise the world. It's going to be able to cure horrible, horrible diseases. It's going to be able to challenge... Um, Robustness of findings, things that we would have just accepted in the past because we can aggregate data at scale, and things that have been overlooked can be can be queried. Um, And there's like so many so many use cases. And let's like not forget the fact that this this is like seen by all governments, I think, as probably more dangerous than um, nuclear. And there's good reason for that because. In the wrong hands, it can do a lot of damage. But we're just we're just getting started with it. Anything that has massive potential to do good also has massive potential to do bad. Now, like in the UK, we take this like really seriously. I mean, you may be aware. Do you remember? Maybe you won't remember this, but you, you know what I'm talking about when i when I'm mentioning the code breakers of Bletchley Park.
0: I, I know, yeah, I know who they are. I obviously wasn't alive at that that point.
1: You know who they are. Who, who are they?
0: Uh, good old Alan Turing and and folks.
1: Big Al. Um, so yeah, um, obviously they were they were famous, you know, renowned for um, taking years off the war. Um, it was obviously a good film around that. Um, shame I don't watch films, but. It's, um, but the, the point is this, so Bletchley Park is is renowned around the world for being able to make a technology when it really, really mattered. When you needed the most complex data aggregation system to like decipher, you know, um, which, what's cryptography, isn't it, to decipher this this code to be able to to access these enemy transmissions and therefore save loads of lives. And the point is we've got a place on the world stage from that time that is literally set in stone in history. And we are hosting the next AI summit or the, the global AI summit from Bletchley Park in autumn, this autumn. Um, and we in the UK take it really, really seriously. Our, um, lovely prime minister, democratically elected prime minister, St. Rishi Sunak, um, is hosting it. Look, AI is going to be a problem if it's with the wrong type of people. It's very easy, right? When electric had just come in, I don't know why I'm doing these faces, Electric. when electric had just come in, like... Most people were like, this is like the work of the devil. This is bad stuff. This is going to cause all kinds of problems. And, you know, we see this in every kind of technology that's brought in. You see it now in electric cars. I mean, you're like, these batteries are so bad. They're going to burn. They're going to burn forever. They're going to burn down cities. Children are going to die. And it's always like always like the abstract.
0: Yeah, just <laughs> funny, a little reference for you. So um, a little series called Altered Carbon also also a book in there she there's a quote where she she mentions the the romans and and she she talks about how the roads for example are supposed to be for transport but all it did was allow them to wage war quicker um and i i think this is like one of those things that you just need to be aware of with with any sort of technology that gets invented Mm. um like the scope for good and the scope for for bad will will always be there and and in in this case the the writer is is saying that there's only ever bad thing that's that's happened but and and again like he's only taking uh large i know it's the the hot topic but large language models and there's so many other things like who knows what what ai is going to be in the future like i mean it probably won't be a large language model i I don't know i mean from from all the things i've been hearing from people who know a lot on the area they're like oh well it might not come from large language models because is it really is it really doing anything smarter than predicting what's going to happen next are they really like is it really coming up with anything creative um i know we had this last time i guess it in a way creativity might be based on things that have already happened and you just combine them in a new way but like is it actually thinking of a process or is it just predicting the next thing um and is is there a case that in the in the future ai is actually going to be more like how a human works
1: oh these are these are getting into these very interesting conversations the kind of conversations that we need like mo gauda to to answer you know the the ones that are like you know 30 years from now will we be hiding in the kind of middle of the mountains because we're hiding from ai or because we're enjoying the peace and tranquility after a a busy day of doing nothing because the the machines are doing it for us so will
0: we be plugged into the matrix
1: um i suspect some of us won't (laughs) but um (laughs) Yeah, I Ooh, mean they
0: refuse to plug you in, Dan. They refuse to plug you in. It's too much of a troublemaker.
1: <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so AI, um, you may be aware that there is an upcoming conference recently announced. I'm not sure if you've heard of this. Um, our Lord and Saviour, Saint Rishi of Sunak, is to hold a, a I tried my best to not sound at all like I didn't love it. Um, Rishi Sunak to hold an AI summit at Bletchley Park which is of course home of the Enigma code breakers. Uh, Is that something you're aware of? Do you know what they're trying to achieve?
0: Um, In this AI summit? Mm. Um, I actually don't Dan can you can you fill me in on this one?
1: Yeah so um, I mean I think it's quite telling the fact we're going to host it at Bletchley Park first and foremost. Is saying, oh, by the way, guys, yeah, yeah, you remember that war that was there.
0: Uh, don't say that it's going to be using AI to crack encryption.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I mean I think we're 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 pretty much there, and that is obviously one of the things that um it's used for currently, and it's going to be more and more. And I'm sure um, the British intelligence services have a significant um concern around um obviously the use of ai and then the use of quantum computing as uh, as these things progress it's it's going to be quite a quite a problem in fact there's a few good books we could get really deep on this um i can recommend some books in fact i'll send you a link it saves a conversation um <laughs> right but also so this this ai summit obviously is to like cement our technological um you know credentials on the world stage remind people i I think that you know we are we are the kind of uh, champions of of tech around the world um but it's it's to um it's to look into a thing called the hiroshima process um you're a tech guy so you've probably heard of this um i don't think it's made film yet so if not i understand um so the the hiroshima process is is a very recent um kind of paper that's come out, and it relates to the technological use of of AI. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's something that they're looking to adopt across European countries. Um, And the thing about that is that the UK really didn't have a voice in that conversation. So we're putting on a global AI summit to talk about the Hiroshima process. And obviously, again, the name is telling. There's a reference to another Second World War event where the Americans found a way to do some problem solving um, and it was pretty catastrophic so um, there is quite a lot you can take just from that um, event coming up but just on a purely uh, interest level it's going to be interesting to see where it goes and it's certainly uh, poignant um, where they're hosting it and what these things are called Um, but I do think We've got some amazing potential in the UK. I think we've got some amazing minds, and, and genuinely, I think in the right hands, with the right support and the right uh, infrastructure around, we can be catalysts for, for so much good. So much good. I, I I suspect I suspect China are considerably considerably ahead. They, Do you think so? I I would say yeah. Like I've seen i guess some of the projects like fairly advanced projects they've been working in including like a lot of like machine learning stuff and i um i was blown away actually by because like everything's so on the down low with them and then they just come with stuff and you're like fuck like but they've been doing it for years like you'll like you produce a really good car and they go oh and here's that car but chinese and here's this thing, but Chinese, and here's this thing, but China, India, and they can just do all of this stuff. But um, yeah, some of the, uh, some of the technological work they've been doing over the last few years, and they've been, it's been very heavy, um, top loaded. So like the government has, has invested so much um, where in like the, the US and other like Five Eyes countries, We've we've not even come close to the levels of investment they've put into into this stuff.
0: I think there's an interesting thing with China. I, I remember seeing something. I don't know if it's it's uh how true this is, but in the like obviously not not um the very top, but like in the cabinet there's a lot more en- like people who are actually engineers who are essentially running the country. So they mm. I mean, it is a good and a bad thing in a way, because engineers you can sometimes lose the humanity in some of the decisions, but they also might see the the bigger need for for things. So, say for example, in the in the UK, there might be a government initiative to do something totally random, which it might end up just being a waste of money. Whereas in China, it might it might be like, oh well, even though this infrastructure is not going to ben- benefit anyone now, in ten years time, that that bridge is going to provide so much. And I guess that's the thing, like you get an engineer to be like, okay, in 10 years, that bridge is going to provide so much value to everyone. But the, in the short term, that money might cause X number of people to not have something initially. I think that's the the awkward trade-off. I feel in the UK, it's like, there's no, in, in China, it feels like it's a lot more future thinking as opposed to short term, whereas it, it's like the reverse in Western countries where, they think of their term so their four years whatever um and anything outside of that it might as well not exist
1: right that's that's so true right so the like how how they kind of run strategy in in china they look at two to three generations and over here like if you look at kind of any kind of government strategy typically it would it would be a five-year plan typically it would get axed in two years into it or just you know chopped up and and they constantly do U-turns and then have to look for quick wins and and, and it, it does really like I mean, just being straight here on it, it does concern me how far behind we have been for some time, because we react to the things that either A are gonna solve whatever problem the individual kind of leaders having at the time or whatever's gonna virtue signal on the world stage. And I know we invest in, in other stuff, but not not anywhere close to um what other people are doing and the fact that you know some of the decisions being made in the last couple of years have been sketchy to say the least and it's based on the fact they've really really not had an understanding of the potential from machine learning and ai and all this kind of stuff they've really not understand understood the full ability and scope of things and I know until very recently, um, when Rishi Sunak was warned that AI is an existential risk, he didn't agree with that. And I mean, in the last two months, he's now decided it now is, and that UK are now going to be one of the front runners, and we like we lead on this subject. Well, the, the sad reality of um, leadership is that sometimes you can't just bark orders and it be true. And I think when we actually go and review on a world stage where we are technologically, all the money in the world is not going to catch up for 10 years that China have had on us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it, like thinking about this as well, I think it by it, comment about engineers and like essentially politicians. Um, I think where the problems start is when when there's a mix, because engineers are doing things to try and engineer a a a better solution right but you mix that with a politician who's doing something for a political reason um and i guess it's in in china they'll obviously know but like if i told you we can find every criminal as an engineer you'd be like, oh yeah that's really good and you say oh all we have to do is scan everyone's face and you're like oh yeah that, that makes sense and from an engineering point of view you're like yeah that that's cool it stops Criminality, but there's obviously an agenda there, which is potentially a power grab from a, uh like someone who isn't. So I think it's it's one of those things where the, there's a big balance in that. I think, um, yeah. See, see, see right. which one you'd rather be on, which side you'd rather be.
1: Do you know what? Do you know what I really like about
0: communism? Good, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to tell me.
1: Right, you always know where you stand. You're like these are going to be ruthless, horrible dictators. They're going to tell us what we can do what we can't do what's going to happen if this what's going to happen if that you know if we mess with the wrong person we can expect this to happen now that isn't the case over here in the in the west in the uk and we operate this this system of like deception of like orchestrated bullshit right and when we when we the glorious leaders are not getting the outcomes they want they use mass surveillance tools that are supposed to be used to protect the country they used to manipulate people within the state to their own ends and this is what's fucking disgusting because not only do China have 10 years on us in a technological and engineering perspective they've also got the advantage that because their citizens know where they stand they know what to expect they don't have to combat this whole infighting within the system right if we had an honest system whether it was communism or whether it was just actual integrity like them doing what they're supposed to do then our country could be far more advanced and you know what it wouldn't just have to line the pockets of those it's lining now because there is enough advancement there is enough resource to really really help every single person in this country and it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that Um, that we've got the talent, we've got the opportunities, we've got all of these things and we literally make the people who can like deal with it the least suffer the most and it's just kind of bullshit and um, yeah next week on Fun With (laughs) AI
0: (laughs) I think we all agree with that yeah I guess picking between communism and Whatever we have, um, I'll put, uh, what is it? Would it be capitalism, uh, democracy? Um, I'd probably choose that because, and you know why? Do you know why I, I wouldn't choose the Chinese system?
1: Um, do tell.
0: Uh, because I am a big user of NordVPN, and that's actually blocked in China. Good shout.
1: So, we've been talking about AI design tools and all this kind of stuff, and I know you've had uh, a little bit of time to have a play and to see how um, actually useful they really are. Um, So, how have you been getting on and what have you been playing with?
0: So, so I've been very productive with my time um, designing pictures of me in scenarios and then face swapping myself on them. Luckily, all of them are safe for work. I'm I'm not that type of dude. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so so basically, uh, I found a video a while ago about how AI influencers were being made. And I thought, Oh, I'd like to understand the process of it. So I thought, Oh, well, I didn't I felt a bit weird using some random woman off the internet so i thought i'll use myself like like anyone who isn't totally strange um to to test how you do it
1: So the self-discipline i had there
0: not a single (laughs) comment i'm not i'm not sure how you can go get political from that so (laughs) (laughs) that
1: was all the jokes i could have dropped instead of Um, using a woman from the internet i decided to just use myself
0: um yeah, so anyway, Sorry. I was messing around. I managed to get, well, I already had Mid Journey set up. So I managed to get Mid Journey to generate an image that was sort of like me. Now, here's something that I learned from doing this Mid Journey is very bad at um, generating people who are like mixed heritage. Right. And so,
1: are you mixed heritage?
0: i am so like my dad is afro-caribbean and my mom is white so i obviously have a mix but what mid journey does is it either generates like someone who's like 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 a full-on like really dark black guy or or a white guy like it's it's hard you need to keep getting loads of variations before you get someone who isn't like, I've, even if you're specifying in the prompt that it's, it's not supposed to be that. So,
1: so even in the virtual world, they're pretty
0: rare. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting because I was, like, trying to tweak the prompts to, to do it. And it, mm. I was still struggling to get it to create um, a person. Uh, that was like a sim, sim- like looks similar to me because the next the next part of the process is you have to do a face swap so you need someone who is like a similar uh, skin tone and and facial structure it just looks totally weird on on half of them so every now and then you get like a nice gem where you're able to swap it in but I did manage to uh, get a couple and I I pulled a a joke on one of my I say pulled a joke because it sounds like he's fallen for something but he didn't fall for anything. Um, I made a climbing joke about me climbing boulders before and uh, I I generated an AI image of me climbing up a rock and I put my face on it. So that that was quite cool. And I've sent a
1: message
0: (laughs) message to my uh, my wife as a joke saying, oh, is there a damsel in distress? And I sent sent her a picture of um, a, a warrior with my face on like a fantasy style one um and i just i just got it's pretty funny and while i was doing it i was like oh it's it's actually quite a cool thing i could see someone could actually make like a product out of this and and people would use it if you could do it well because at at the moment i feel like there's like two products there's like image generation and then face swapping like really if they could combine it into one
1: um be quite nice so that's where that's going to go, then, you think? I mean, those those images, I mean, people at home will be able to see them. I mean, they're, I mean, they're good, aren't they? There's no other way of saying it. They, yeah, they, I mean... They caught you in a good light, for sure. <laughs> wow. I, I, like, God, I could literally... Right, how long would it take me to do me on this? Because I reckon I could do me full Tinder profile.
0: Well, each... <laughs> Each uh, Mid Journey generation gives you four variations, so you could fill up a full gallery. I I don't know what people will do with this. Probably something. uh, I think. uh, Not great.
1: I think for now, I'm going to stick to meeting people in the real world, but it's certainly getting interesting. (laughs)
0: I'll give you the link afterwards then, then. Yeah,
1: nice one. It's time to play Hit or Hype. Well, it's that time in the show, the wait is finally over, it is hit or hype, and as ever, we are both going to amuse and educate each other with uh, some weird or potentially wonderful innovations, and obviously we are going to make a judgment on them to work out whether or not they're going to be hit or hype. So Liam,
0: I'm imagining you have got something groundbreaking for us. (laughs) <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, well, I mean, culturally groundbreaking, right? So this one is uh, Microsoft looking at um, putting AI into Paint and their photo tools. So I'll, I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a quick summary. Yeah, yeah. So the photo tools, say the snipping tool, being able to like OCR based off that, which would oh, be quite so... handy. Um, OCR, also...
1: so those those at home.
0: Um, optical character recognition. I think yes, that's what it stands for. Um, yeah, basically recognizing characters when they're on on a piece of paper. Um, yeah, so that, but also potentially having generative AI within Microsoft Paint. Now, this is a big one. Have you ever heard of the artist Jim it?
1: Yes, I have, and oh wow, he he is amazing. Oh, I see. What? No,
0: they're not. Do you not? Do you not know who General Paint is?
1: Yeah, hundred percent I do. It's like he's really good. It's
0: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he can
1: paint anything, and and it's like the most like random mixed. Like it blows your yeah. mind how good he does, and he does it using paint.
0: So imagine, imagine you being able to do that what? with with an AI that's hooked into paint.
1: As if. Jim's going to be somebody that's affected by the AI evolution.
0: <laughs> Jim, Jim. Oh, no. uh, I, I'm actually disappointed. I'm sure he's made his, his, um, his brand strong, strong enough. I don't know, maybe he needs to diversify. His,
1: right, Jim, for those, for those of you at home, right, Jim is a guy that is an artist but his his um, uniqueness is that he can make the most amazing obscure artwork using Microsoft Paint, which is bloody hard work to use to do anything of any technical um, depth. And that is, of course, how he's, <laughs> he's built his uh... um I've got to say, um, I quite like paint for how how basic they've kept it, how kind of true to the original thing. Like, I I don't use it for anything creative as such, but I regularly use it for, you know, cutting any old crap or dropping a note on it.
0: Can I ask you, have you ever heard of paint.net? No.
1: That's
0: going to change the world. It's like paint. Imagine imagine, um, Photoshop and paint had a baby, right? Right. It would create paint.net. <laughs> um, it, it's what I... I don't tend to use paint so much anymore. Every now and then I use paint because it's just easy to do snippets, but it's like super simple. Um, it's free. Uh, it's called paint.net. Paint. I, I would recommend checking that tool out, Dan.
1: It, right, okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do that. I am interested to see, obviously, where they go with AI in paint. I just think... Look, there's plenty of scope for all these shiny new programs. Don't ruin paint. Like paint is like Pac-Man, He's like Sonic the Hedgehog, He's like Mario. Right? It it belongs, basic. It, but like the the beauty of it is it's is original architecture to some degree.
0: It's it's a bit of a strange one, right? Because I, I'm I'm not so sure. Other than Jim will paint it, anyone who actually uses paint to draw things other than uh, like teenagers in a school. But. <laughs> like, but the, the i think but i think the beauty
1: of it is everybody could like your your kind of nan or our collective gran could go on and use paint and be able to cut a thing color in a thing put some text on the thing like draw a stick man they?
0: i don't know so here's a funny one for you just relating to this as well um i one time saw it was um like a short news piece about a man i think it's like in his 70s or something and he used excel to draw pictures what so there's all these different uses for all these microsoft tools so god knows what people are going to come up with if they add generative ai into paint so do you think do you think hit or hype and it has like it's microsoft paint it has to be a hit like If it was a hype, it would have died off in whenever it was invented. When did the first version of Paint come out? Right.
1: This is definitely, definitely hype because Microsoft Paint does not need fixing. Oh, split decision this week then.
0: Um, Okay, so onto a bit of a more serious one. Um, Dan, you found something that is helpful to people who struggle to stay on track. So I mean I guess we all do, but some people struggle more than others. Um I mean do you want to talk through that a little bit?
1: Yeah for sure. I was uh, I was happy to watch you sweat there and try not to offend anybody but yeah um I I have uh ADHD um and I guess it's more commonly called neurodivergence or it is it is these days. Um, Not something I particularly talk about, not ashamed of it or anything else. It's just a label um, is what it is. Um, I just see me as me in some areas of my life. I'm really quite strong and I I kind of can can outpace my peers. And in other areas, I can be like a little bit rusty, like um, like you just mentioned there. Some areas such as kind of keeping on track, getting to the point, being organized, you know, And these kind of things, these things are are typically known as executive functions. It can also affect your memory as well. And that.
0: So just to add to this, I can testify that Dan requires a hour by hour calendar to run his day.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I really do, Um, but it's true. I've done that for many years and, and like I. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm kind of anal about it, but I know at any, any point I can look at it and know how to get back on track. And and I've done that for years. And like even when my diary is like complex, but even when it wasn't like today, I know exactly what time I get up. I know what I'm going to have for breakfast. I know like I'm, I'm doing fasting and like what time my work slots are and what time I'm going to have a little break, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's because I tried to keep myself on track and people do as best they can. And I'm not saying it's a, it's, it's not a problem for everyone. It, it certainly is. It's part of this busy life, this busy kind of expectations we lead. And, and in some respects, because I have so many pings and beeps and whistles and tweets and whatever, so many alerts and alarms. I find it really comforting just seeing blocks. Like I I write out a a thing in my notebook or on a spreadsheet and I just like refer to that, I print it out, I stick it on the the fridge. And that's my version of kind of keeping on track. Now, sometimes you've got to do things that are outside the norm. You've got to take the kids to gymnastics. So you've got to get to the end of the segment, for example. And, And to do that, you might require an accountability buddy now, if ever there was an amazing use of AI, it is the accountability buddy, because this AI buddy just sends you a text to motivate you and keep you accountable. I mean, how simple? How important? So, imagine this, right? You get up in the morning, obviously split up with your girlfriends, you got no messages. Hi, this is your buddy checking in. How are you doing with your goal this week? Have you remembered to call your mum and do your 10 push-ups every morning. To which, of course, I would reply, I got my push-ups done, fam, and called my mum. And, of course, my accountant, buddy would reply, Yay, way to crush it this week. But, obviously, I'm, I'm being a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but jokes aside it's actually really handy it's super super simple to use you know you know whether it's calling people exercises meditating studying cleaning the house doing a project even hydrating have you drunk your half a liter or pint can we still say pints
0: eating i guess yeah i guess it's like um a, a calendar that checks up on you right like that's essentially what it is it's like i guess it's like put the bins out and having someone say Did you remember to put the bins out? Because in your calendar, it said this at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like the next evolution of a calendar. I know there's reminders in the calendar, but you can't chat to your calendar now.
1: It's it's actually really, it's really a cool, handy, easy thing. And I think accountability, if it is not going to be just the next thing that gets ignored, and I think it won't be because it's not, it's not full of fads and interconnections with everything. It's just basic Hits you in the face, you know what it is. It's like my cloth paint, by the way. Um and so yeah, that is accountability So what say you?
0: I, I'm not as bad as you as getting distracted, but I, I do get distracted. But I think that it it's the start of something to come. And maybe this tool itself might be a hype, but I can see I can see moving forwards um that Something like this could really help in in these situations, so I, I hope that it inspires a a real uh, product to help
1: yeah, for sure, is this a hit or a hype Liam?
0: okay so I'm going to say accountability accountability as a product is a hype
1: Mind the gap. I'd like to say a quick thanks to the guys at NordVPN our Mind the Gap sponsor. So NordVPN shields you from online threats and ensures your data safety, allows you to route anonymously and access content right around the globe As an AI Evolution listener you get the first one for free and you can make your free offer at nordvpn.com forward slash This is something I use myself
0: Okay, so we're on to our Mind the Gap section of the show where we find people um, solutions to help them mind the AI gap or maybe help them implement AI in a way that improves their business. This week, we've got Dave, who currently is a graphic artist and he's been selling some of his work on Etsy. Um, and he's just wondering, he he's, he's getting like consistent monthly revenue coming in, but not that much. He's wondering if there's any way that AI tools or any process can help him um, just ramp that up a bit. Um, and it's it's a question that's probably a lot of people are thinking, um, and I think it's one that we can, we can potentially help out on. So, I mean, Dan, do you have any insight on this situation?
1: yeah so i think i thought that was a really good one because i think it's it's something that like um, loads of people out there will be going look i do a thing can we ai it to make it work better so like i'm sure there's like stuff both of us can kind of uh, give value around here but like i think every part of this journey like if you break down the journey right from how you find the customer to what that product looks like to how they found that product and to how you get it made and shipped. I think AI can help with every part of that journey. And I mean, it may be worth going, look, let's break this down into four or five bits and, and and spit out some suggestions. What do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, coming up with a few processes that uh, Dave can implement. I think like off the top of my head, I can think of a few things that will make his uh, life easier just, just through automation again. Um, and there's some AI tools that will be able to help him improve the, the creativity process of of uh, the side hustle, what it is.
1: Excuse me. I, I wasn't technically enough to now unmute my microphone there. So. so should we start with, you know, Dave is a designer, right? Let's start with design creation. Like I assume making those designs in the first instance takes a long time or he's doing the the same, you know, repeating the same design, like copying uh, and, and reusing the same design time and time again. So, so let's start, you know, with the design process. Surely AI can give him a ton of opportunities here. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I've mentioned in a few episodes about how using AI to be a supercharge your creativity or like um, inspiration I think I said and I think in this case it will be will be that so using something like um, based on what Dave said as, as a graphic artist you probably want to pick uh, an AI generator that's generating stuff in that style so something like a Leonardo AI or a mid journey would probably be the perfect place to start because I think Dawley is probably better off at generating more realistic images Um, whereas the other two you can customize the styles to make it uh, well they they can all do the same thing but I think Dolly's strength isn't in that place whereas the other two seem to be the leaders in that that space at the moment so using something like Midjourney or um, Leonardo
1: so this excuse me I have to get that out of the way so is this a thing where he puts in a, like a text explanation or does he share some of his existing work and it kind of gives similar versions how does it work
0: so uh, i mean that's an interesting one that actually so in in midjourney's case he would be able to type in a prompt of the thing that he was looking for and essentially tr- receive a, an output of something that matched that prompt and for people who've used midjourney you you receive four variations that it's generated for a specific prompt then you're able to generate variations off each one of those or you can upscale one if you pick um if you pick one and you think that's good enough with leonardo you can do the same thing but leonardo you can also train a um like against the data sets. so if dave had like 40 i think yeah i think he can train up to 40 images so if he, he had a style and he had 40 of his own images he could upload them train them overnight i think it takes about 12 hours um and then wow. basically leonardo is able to start generating stuff based on your style as well this so that's quite a cool um, yeah that's quite a cool thing he could be doing
1: nice so that's going to get his his artwork in the first instance turbocharged so He's going to have lots of options, really high quality variations. Now let's talk about how do we get these things listed?
0: Okay. So listing wise, um, I mean, he's manually doing that on he's,
1: he's using Etsy. Etsy at the moment. Yeah.
0: Etsy at the moment. And I guess he's having to write his own descriptions, titles, things like that. I mean, interestingly, um he will if he's using this method he will have been using the prompt um which he'll be able to put into something like chat gpt to generate like a description and a title off or if he's using his own work and he wants to skip the generation step something like a mid journey um is able to take his input image that he's going to be using and you basically uh, pass say a describe command and it'll describe what he has which will create a text description of the work that he's done which he'll then be able to just put into gpt to create the titles and description again so like as with all of these um mind the gaps we like to like separate them so you don't have to implement it all but like if he was if he just wanted to do this bit um using something like a gpt would would be perfect for just creating the con the listing okay. content
1: Okay, so that's that's amazing. So it's going to give him the images, the description. Now, one of the things he did mention is that he's not really sure what to charge for his work. And I think a lot of people have this issue. Now, um, he said sometimes he will charge like a little bit more and the description will be a different, and it will sell, and then other times perhaps it will sell less, and it will sell more. And what he tries to do at the time is literally just kind of look at whatever is shown as similar in a, a similar category and just tries to put it just a couple of pounds below that kind of price. He said, but the difficulty is, like, it's, it's all so random, and obviously he has a particular style that's related to uh, to music, typically. So, yeah, I mean, even before you you go for anything dedicated on that. This is this is an area that even a fool like me can help because chat GPT, I'm literally in love with it. There's there's very, very little it can't do. What I do with stuff similar to that, I literally copy and paste the page or scrape a load of data from stuff that's similar to mine or similar to where I'm trying to pitch my stuff. And I will just paste the lot in there and I'll say, look, give me an optimized description. Give me um, kind of give me the pricing variance and advise me on if I want to sell quickly, what I should price it at. And, and there's loads of good there's loads of good insights you can take from that. You can you can find out you can find out um, what it would recommend if you want to look like a little bit of a, a higher value seller what it would recommend if you wanted to get a quick sale or do quantities and all this kind of stuff. And there is no kind of better way of taking recommendation than, um, you know, actual social validation from, from previous customers. So... All the information is there. You, you'll find the same, these kind of things on Amazon and stuff like that. You can do all of this stuff. Just pump it into chat GPT and ask questions like, like an idiot question. Go, look, I don't know what I'm asking, but I'm trying to solve this thing. And I would say nine times out of 10, you're going to be able to nail some of these things and it will really help you. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and another thing that... Um, I guess AI can help with. So if you're scaling up your business, right, to scale, you kind of need storage, you need kind of structure, you need um, the ability to respond to inquiries consistently, you need to manage your inventory, you need to, well, like we've just said there, run some kind of like sales analysis, I guess. Um, so without kind of getting daft, um, obviously I would suggest ChatGPT on this and a spreadsheet, to be honest, but I don't know if there's anything um, additional that you would add to that, Liam. I think that's a, a solid way to start scaling.
0: Yeah, so keeping track of that, I would I would say one big way to scale, obviously, with... Um, with Dave, he won't have a warehouse or anywhere to put any of the products that he's creating. So some of some of mm. the the things he could look at is like the on demand print mm. services that have um, integrations directly with Etsy. So something like Printify or Printful. Yeah. And basically, what they allow you to do is say say for example, he was selling one of his graphics on a mug. He wouldn't have to or like pre pay. Um, to buy the mug and get it all printed. What these things do is Etsy essentially sends the request through to them. They print it on demand and then send it send it straight to the customer. And in the, in the middle, he'll be able to collect the the amount that that's been like the difference essentially from the material cost to what he's selling it for.
1: I mean, technically speaking, he can get close to being totally hands free from this process. Like if if the the thing is like built on demand and shipped on demand all of this kind of stuff and, and the design itself is done using ai i mean it, it sounds like a pretty cool thing to do to be honest it's going to take a bit of work but um certainly seems like it's worth the slog um i think i uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't see the cue there sorry because i've got a, a thing over your face
0: <laughs> it's, it's fine. green day's I was just gonna say, yeah, I mean, it can be totally automated. Or oh, if if he still wants to be like, he still wants to showcase his art, obviously, he can use these AI tools just for the inspiration, and and all he has to worry about is creating. At that point, he no longer has to worry about the the stresses of like business administration.
1: Yeah, that's that's cool. So let's you know, talking about that then. Um, you, you're talking about showcasing his art. I guess one of the probably last. Parts we, we should talk about is is marketing. Where can you use kind of AI to kind of market more, market better, like you know, get your message out there and to the right people or whatever.
0: So I think with with this, it would be a case of. I mean, he's mentioned that he uses Etsy as, as his main platform, so Etsy ads are probably, a, like promoted within the the platform is probably a good idea. Now, again, I'm going to bring. GPT background um, or or a Claude actually Claude um, is another language model um, it's only accessible in US and UK at the moment but um, yeah using that to generate content for ads as well which is good um, if it was display ads I mean it's pretty simple to to make a banner for those but it's it's going to be a case of using ad networks to to promote his etsy shop and just getting the content straight from these ais gotcha right
1: so here's the thing right so obviously he's just asking for like how can i sell a few more things on etsy right but if if we kind of stick in these systems and processes and a bit of automation in place honestly what's stopping him going i don't know uh, facebook ebay amazon all that kind of stuff like he could he could literally crank this right up, couldn't he? And do some serious turnover.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess it, it the logistics um it, it becomes a logistics issue, right? And then that's when you're using tools like this to manage your different um it called pipelines or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> marketplaces. Not, not a sales
1: guy, is Liam. <laughs> so, but but yeah, I mean the, these these different channels. The but yeah, so ah, it's just just so it's like it's really got me interested now. I'm thinking like you could set up a Shopify, have all of these different channels, have a largely hands-off approach, do something really cool, see what's selling, and just crank that up, market it a little bit, and that that's amazing. So should we just quickly recap then? So. There's some integrations he can use. Like Maybe you could consider um, using platforms like Shopify with with Etsy because there are a number of AI apps obviously built into Shopify, and you can plug your other channels into Shopify, and then you've got a single website to go up. Um, Obviously, (laughs) what other bits did we we touched on? We touched on the design creation. We suggested tools like Leonardo and Midjourney um or making those listings use GPT and other things like that to do the price and optimization the title description that kind of stuff um do we talk about maintenance maintenance of a store like sales analysis inventory even even chatbots you know for his uh, customer yeah, service yes so i
0: think um chat gpt can handle a lot of them there's a service called appy pie um and that would allow you to integrate with um etsy to make like a a chatbot as well so I mean, there's there's so much you could be doing, and and just just before we forget as well, these on-demand print services like Printify and Printful, um, I think they're they're the big, um, they're the winners, aren't they? Yeah, they're the big hacks because like just taking yourself out of the whole like fulfillment of any of the orders, you essentially just collect the money in the end. Um, I think that's where you get the most impact.
1: And and obviously, hopefully that was helpful. But if you do need like any help particularly with the end bit collecting the money then then let me know if you need any help with the technical stuff then let Liam know um but yeah I think that was a it was a pretty good podcast the uh, we've got a slightly different uh, mind the gap for you next week we're going to have a real live breathing human being that's going to talk you through their mind the gap AI journey so we very much look forward to that
0: yeah, I um, enjoyed this episode again. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whichever channel you're watching us on. Um, we are on all of the big podcasting channels, uh, including YouTube as well, as um, as you know. So for yeah, now, and don't forget to visit aivolutionpod.com. Dot See you guys later.